Are you having a hard time keeping up with the changing headlines and, and news narratives? Well, don't feel alone. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. So you look at some of the headlines today and think about the headlines of just a month or two ago and how they've dramatically changed. And I'm looking at one, for example, nuclear power, gold as money, and the forced pragmatism of wartime's harsh reality. As I said on yesterday's program, we we need to put out a silver alert for Dr. Anthony Fauci. All of a sudden, COVID has exited stage left as uh, war footing comes in on stage right. My belief is we're going to be bombarded with all types of bad news headlines over the months ahead. And many will wish we had COVID back. It'll be a lot easier to deal with. Then I saw what I considered absolutely the most ridiculous headline that I think I've seen in all of this. Once again, the media knows there's a short attention span. Gin up the fear. Now, when you move that one aside, people will forget very quickly. They count on your forgetfulness. Politicians count on you forgetting. And somehow we went from a deadly virus and everybody must be vaccinated to save the world to Putin is a bad person. And I'm sure that he is, but but I'm saying our focus has been moved. It helps cover the tracks of the failing COVID narrative that we talked about in December, that the narrative was going to collapse. Boy, did it collapse. Then I saw this, but not totally. Ready.gov is the website for preparedness from the United States government and emergency management. And here's the stupidest headline I've ever read. Don't forget to wear a mask during a nuclear holocaust. In other words, when you got to go down to the fallout shelter because of thermal nuclear war, be sure to keep up your social distancing. And if you're stuck down there for days with non-family members, be sure to wear a face mask. My guest today is the Reverend Dr. Timothy Gales. Dr. Gales, when the sirens go off and you head to the fallout shelter, will you be masking up with the rest of those living in fear. Absolutely. I make sure I have lots of those little blue masks that we change them every hour on the hour, mm-hmm. six feet distance from oh, one yeah. another. Um, that's clearly going to save us from radiation poisoning, <laughs> nuclear fallout. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, those who've gotten the shot don't have to worry about that, right? I know. That's right. If, I mean, <laughs> if, if you got the shot and you got your face diaper, you're 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 going to be perfect. COVID, not the nuclear attack, but COVID for you know, sure. I, I mentioned I mentioned on yesterday's program. It's time to put out a silver alert for a guy by the name of Doctor Fauci. He hasn't been seen <laughs> in about two weeks. Right. He's disappeared from my TV set. What happened to Fauci? Not a word out of him. Nope. And so, you know, obviously, thermal nuclear war, to me, is always going to be a danger in our lives. Uh, It could happen because there are madmen, satanically inspired, that will, if they don't get their way, they'll they'll commit suicide and take the world with them. Uh, We got to think in those terms because that's precisely, precisely what is happening. 
we, we have madmen in charge. We do. I mean, it's interesting, right? Because some time, some years ago, uh, before we had this conspiracy theory term that we would label people with, uh, a gentleman, a history professor I knew, said to me, "You know, there's two ways to view history: either the accidental view or the conspiratorial view." Mm-hmm. And I said, well, what do you mean? And he said, well, you know, we know the Catalinian conspiracy in Rome. We know um, that there were plenty of conspiracies to overthrow rulers, countries, kings throughout history. Conspiracy is nothing new. And he said, you know, but the accidental view, we tend to think that everything happening in the world just happened because some one guy jumped up and, and decided he's going to be a nut and take over the world. And no, 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 it never happens that way. Politics don't happen accidentally. They don't. It never happens that way. So how do we look at these things? I I can say this, okay, in all honesty, from what I've read and things, I I see that, you know, this nuclear threat, although they're definitely using it for fear monger, but it is a real possibility. Uh, at least limited, according to many of the um, these elite, these right, individuals, right. the Schwab group, who say in their quest to take over, to to bring in this new world order, this great reset, whatever you want to call it, this is like one of the options on the table. It was mentioned in 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 the Club of Rome. There were a lot of things where places where they mentioned it. Mm-hmm. And what you're looking at is if. They come out, even H.G. Wells, in his book, The Open Conspiracy, which he wrote, he talked about this. He said at the at the very end of our plan to bring in this world government, he said, we're going to have to expose ourselves. And when we expose ourselves, people, there's going to be a massive resistance against us, and we're going to have to make a mad dash for the finish line. That's right. And they, their idea here is that they're going to use whatever's at their disposal. So if it's a virus, if it's you know war, it's going to be war. If it's a limited nuclear exchange, they'll do it. They'll do it in a few places, which would petrify everybody in the world. And they would once again regain control. So I don't see it as something that could not happen, especially since we know this is planned in many ways. Not that there aren't unintended consequences that will occur with them, but that's why they war game things. But this is on the agenda. Oh, that's why we have tabletop exercises for every. By the way, just something that I happened to run across the other day that you might be interested in. You and I have talked about something that the World Economic Forum has been pushing for a long time. And they were going to have an exercise called the Cyber Polygon. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't find it on their website anymore. It disappeared. Because <laughs> it's going to become reality very <laughs> yeah, soon. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> you know, I want to I want to clear, well, before I forget, and this is important, uh, you and I were talking last week. And I had a listener that wrote, and I think misunderstood some of what we were saying, which I can understand, especially if you're listening uh, on shortwave and you may miss a few minutes, and I get it. Uh, I want to make people understand that in no way, when we talk about the Russia conflict in Ukraine, we're not taking sides, and I am not an apologist for Vladimir Putin Mm -hmm. under any circumstance at all, period. I'm just trying to help. We're just trying to help people understand the story, the stories, plural, behind the story and and how you're just being fed what people want you to hear. And I don't and I don't care if it's CNN or Fox. 
Right. There's a certain level of rah rah. It's our side, man. We got to get rid of the Russian vodka. You know. Right, going, Russian vodka. And, yeah, and, and then and then yeah, like like That's anybody. An exception to that. Well, you know, <laughs> considering and and I'm just saying this a little bit of research. Most of the vodka you buy in your ABC stores around the United States or Canada or anywhere else, they're made in places like Texas, you know, or right. or they're made Tennessee, you know. So right. it's you know half of these things that look like Russian vodka are actually American made or Canadian made. But I'm just saying. We get caught in these bandwagons, and it's and we we don't we we know we live for the headline and the soundbite, never understanding how long these processes have been in place, decades sure. in some cases. You know, many, two, many decades. Two thousand fourteen, <laughs> we had the Obama administration here in the United States, who literally allowed Putin to walk in and take Crimea. I mean, did they stop him? Did they do anything that was real? Did they make a little bit of noise? Yeah, of course. That's how the game is played. And nobody nobody in 2014 at CNN, uh, nobody in 2014 at the New York Times or MSNBC was having these big cry fest over the fate of Crimea. Uh, and, and nobody was concerned about the shall we say, the political coup that occurred in Ukraine at the same time and, and who fostered that uh, coup of government in Ukraine. We right. did. So we created the puppet government that has a, and I'm going to say this, a lot of people don't know, a lot of, a lot of people are hero-worshipping, you know, Zelensky, you know, as, as the great savior of Ukraine, not realizing that prior to being president, he was a comedian and also an admirer of Justin Trudeau and the World Economic Forum. And people don't want to hear that, but that is, that's the truth. I mean, mm -hmm. a lot of these people all over the world, they're just doing the bidding of their, uh, shall we say, handlers. And I think it's no different. Uh, I'm not apologizing. I'm not apologizing for Putin at all. I think going into a nation like that, killing civilians... It makes him a war criminal. I, I agree on that premise. I'm just saying, understand where all this comes from. And, and we need to begin to recognize that, you know, just because NATO is not always wearing the white hat, neither is the United States, Germany, and, and all these, well, everybody's saying we got to punish Russia. Okay. They, they provide a third of the world's wheat, one third. Yeah. They provide half of all the natural gas to Germany, and in some countries' cases, close to or right at 100% in Europe. They're yep. dependent. Do you think they're going to cut off their gas and food supply uh, because you they're know, mad? It It's almost like this is purposely being done. It could have been stopped. We know that they do. Look, a third of the wheat exports also come from Ukraine. Mm -hmm. So now you're talking two thirds of the world's wheat exports will cease. You've got Hungary now who jumped back and said they're no longer going to export any. And they're one of the top exporters in Europe. Right. Because they realize famine is coming because there's going to be wheat shortages across the world and food shortages everywhere. Uh, when you're looking at what's happening here, you see there's a concerted effort to bring about the shortages in food, shortages in supply chains. But 
we also said last time what we're seeing here is theater. Okay, it it's is theater because of Putin's relationship with Schwab alone and China. Re- yes, and China, who just abstained from voting down uh, Russia's actions in the UN, and Russia will do likewise if China happens to invade Taiwan. Then we'll have a two-front war. Look, but the- what we're seeing, you know, this is what we're seeing. They're supporting one another, and my biggest issue that I see going on here is the behind what we call the fog of war. We're watching that they are still rolling out digital currencies Absolutely. and digital IDs everywhere. Lugano in Switzerland just came out and said Australia. they're going to make Bitcoin. They're going to make Bitcoin legal tender. Australia's removing Mac machines, Mac card machines, money machines, and putting in a digital currency. So, folks... It's Remember happened. I said the left hand, you keep an eye on what the left hand is doing over here. And, and and what we and I were talking the other day, that really the digital currency is almost like 95% in place and most people don't recognize it. Um, I was thinking, my, my wife and I, she, you know, she's, she's old school and she admits it. She misses the days when the bank would mail you back a check. Remember those mm-hmm. days? You know, that big envelope once a month and every check you wrote. And then it went to pictures and everything. When is and I look at how many checks that I write in the course of a month for this ministry, and personally, I write like one check or two checks a month maximum. That's it. That's it. I don't. It used to be that I I can remember back in the nineteen eighties and nineties, I was writing two or three checks a day for things. You know, I back in the small town America where you could write a check for gasoline. (laughs) Remember those days? (laughs) <laughs> if they knew you well enough, yeah, you could write a check for gas. You wow. could write a check for anything, uh, sure. and no, and nobody looked. Well, you know, you put cash in the bank or a check, and you could take cash out to the grocery store or just write a check. You could even write it for like, oh, I don't know, twenty five dollars over, uh, just like, and and get that cash from your grocery store. Did it sure. all the time. Sure. You can't do that anymore. No, those no. days and, are gone. And, and the whole idea of the cash. The, the idea is to destroy the dollar, right, and to destroy the currency of America. And that's, and that's sure. what Russia and China both – listen, We when Biden th- – I want you to comment on this. All this rhetoric, we're going to get the um, – uh, Russia, we're going to get them out of most of the SWIFT system. Not all of it, but most of it. You know, that it's not that they're totally out, but they're partially out. Right. How bad does that really hurt them? Because uh, for how many years now have they been developing, along with China, their own uh, financial message system? They don't need us. They don't need SWIFT. They can live without it. They've been building a new one for, I don't know, for about three, four years now, at least. And so China has uh, KIPS and CIPS, whatever it is, China Interbank, uh, that's doing... I don't know how many trillions of dollars in in uh, in moving money or moving fake currency, yep. and the Russians have developed their own as well. And so, if if you want to buy Russian gas, if you want to get Russian oil, and we're doing six hundred thousand barrels a day from Russia here in the United States, right. you're not using the SWIFT system anyway. You're using theirs to buy it. So it's a joke, you know. It's a smoke and mirror game. Yeah, we got Russia. We got them where that we want them. We got them out of the SWIFT system. 
Well, they don't yeah. use it. <clears throat> That's right. For much. Well, here's the thing. You know, I just heard this, and I haven't confirmed it yet, but uh, somebody had just mentioned to me that, um, you know, Putin just backed the ruble with gold, gold-backed currency. Mm-hmm. Now, if that is the case, we are done. We're done as the dollar being the world currency. It's fiat. So when you have a gold-backed currency against the fiat currency, um, the fiat currency is going to lose every time. And as we see them doing this with China, these are both the rising stars in the East, right, uh, compared to the West, which continue, which has what, how, what do we have, like $50 trillion in debt? Our currency mm-hmm. is going to be worth nothing. But this is all part of the phase it's we're in. It's part of the plan. Yes, and that's why I called it phase two of the globalists, right? We're, we're in the phase two, and we've now gone from, you know, from the COVID pandemic phase to the hunger game phase to the nuclear war mm-hmm. phase, and that's exactly where we are. So those fears of food shortages, fears of, of not being able to buy gas anymore are going to be very real, plus the fear of war. Everything they say, people are going to conform and do because they're looking out for you. You know, I'm looking uh, for, for some, you had mentioned that, and I had a story here, and if I can just get my hands on it, it may take me a moment and I'll get back to it. But you're right, gold is currency. It's coming back. Uh, there, something else people don't realize, There's and, and I once again, my, my memory at my age, sometimes I have notes here and I can't read my own writing. There is a rare metal that uh, is very necessary for the catalytic converters in your new car and to replace the ones that get stolen in your old car, right. you know, which, which happens in some parts of the world. And guess where that, guess where that metal comes from? Or the vast, vast majority, like 90 plus percent, from Russia. Mm-hmm. And so, once again, you, you start losing chips that are not being made here. You're using a metal that comes from Russia, Um, We're going to cripple our automotive industry. We're going to cripple a lot of industries, just one little piece at a time. Haven't we done that already with the with the lockdowns, right? And we're going to make it even worse now. And you know we're doing foolish things like Russian vodka ban. Um, Russian, I, some Russian businessman was thrown out of his uh, apartment in New York mm-hmm. because he's Russian. Yeah. Uh, and then I just saw also Russian cats are now no longer able to compete in these cat. Contest. I know this. This is and like I'm, I'm, it's everything Russia. You know, remember that show? But it's brainwashing. Coming, I'm sorry. It's it's yes. I do remember that movie. I really do. It, I also remember another. Again. What was that other movie where Slim Pickens is riding the nuclear bomb out out of the <laughs> out of the chassis of a B fifty whatever it is? You know, hey, Stratosforce. Hey, I mean, and the sad part is this. I would just couple it by saying this: there is a difference between Russians. And Soviets. Russian people are good people. Yes. Many of them are really good people with a culture very old, thousand years. I mean, they have a beautiful culture, beautiful people, and there many of them can't stand the communist Soviets. No, they and, and which are still in charge in their own way. That's right. They're just re, they're just re they just changed the titles, the names. It's yes. still the Kremlin. It's still yep. the same people that, st- that staffed it before, sure. uh, but they, sure. but they just painted a happy face well, on people it. People aren't making that distinction of Russia. By the, by the way, so- I'm glad you you know you said something that needs. I had a conversation just this past week 
with somebody that you'll be hearing eventually on this program. I'm not going to go into a whole lot of detail, except to tell you that she was born and raised as a young child in the Soviet Union. And she and her family were one of the rarities that prior to the fall of, you know, of of the Soviet Union and the Berlin Wall coming down and all of that uh, happened to end up in the country of Canada. And I'll get that whole story later. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. She she and and here's what people don't understand. And she and I in our in our kind of pre-conversation to talk about the things she wants to share. And believe me, God is using her in an incredible ministry, really an incredible ministry. Uh, What a gifted writer and and just news analyst. I mean, she can read this stuff. And and I, I tell you, she picks up on the nuances. Most people don't. And she point. I said, so what was it like being raised in the Soviet Union? And she pauses and goes, yeah, it wasn't bad. And what do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> she said, unless you lived right in front of the Kremlin or right, you know, in, in, in downtown Moscow or in downtown Leningrad, for the most part, we all thought the Communist Party was a joke and we joked about it. Nobody was disappearing. We grew our crops. We even worshipped, and I became a Christian during that time, a born-again Christian. And life was not bad, Um, getting medical. I mean, she said it was not a bad life. She said, I'm more, uh, we come to a free nation. This is years ago now in Canada. Mm -hmm. And she said, there's more bureaucracy nonsense going on in Canada than I ever faced as a child and a young teenager in the Soviet Union. And which which ought to make you think for a second, you know, that sometimes we're believing the rhetoric. And now she said, now, of course, obviously, she said the government is evil and, and, and their intent back then, domination of the world. It's all the same satanic desires that drive mm-hmm, the madmen. I mean, that there's no doubt about that. But, you know, they were smart enough in the Soviet Union not to poke the people too hard lest they poke back. And they didn't they didn't want that. Right. Well, they didn't want it because of numbers, but not because the people are armed. Right. And mm-hmm. in this in this government, in our country, that's the difference. People are armed and we have numbers. So they've got to deal with that. In at least for now. Way. Yes. Yes. At least for now. Uh, fear does incredible things to people. So the oppression and communism is still there. We're seeing it come around the world now and take over Western countries, you know, New Zealand, Australia, Canada, uh, you know, Germany, you name it. And if you think it's going to change with a war and that Russia's the bad guy, here's the thing. We're implementing the ideology of old Russia in the West, in these nations. Uh And yet we're really ticked off at Russia doing what we're simply imbibing now. Yeah. Yep. And and nobody's putting two and two together because we've lost the art of discernment. We've lost the art to think. And we are glued to television and we're watching programs which are there to program us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, you know, I, I, I've been feeling this for two years and it's been a growing thing over two years now. Um, when I, when I look at what we did with the pandemic and I looked how they've tried to extend this crisis beyond its, you know, expiration date. And and the truth is during this time of, shall we say, ginning up a war with Putin and the former Soviet Union and their former satellites, which is what they are. Um, I think one guy wrote an article 
and, and I want you to comment on this. We'll have a break coming up in just a couple of moments, but I want you to comment on this. And there's, there's an element of truth. Once again, I'm going to make sure that listeners don't think we're playing apologists for Putin. We are not not in any shape, manner, or form. I'm, we're just, I'm just observing all the pieces of the puzzle out there that a lot of people are missing. Um, in, in many ways, half the battle of what Putin wants, he's already won. Half the battle. Now, Germany and other countries, no, uh, Ukraine will not be a part of NATO. There's half the battle right there. Now, the other half is, will Ukraine become a member of the European Union? Your comment on that one. You know, what is the European Union? It is a small microcosm of the macrocosm of world government. Mm -hmm. So I don't think the European Union is going to be around too much longer. I think as we're fighting with these dichotomies and these um, this paradigm that they're putting us in, what we're going to see happening is before we know it, we're going to wake up one day and realize in the midst of this war, somehow we became communist. Somehow we became a totalitarian country. Mm -hmm. Somehow we're in a dictatorship and we never saw it coming because everything we okayed to be implemented for our safety, for the good of the people, COVID-19. for the health of the nation. <laughs> That's right. And, and, and so even if you listen to the State of the Union address, you heard – all of this stuff about electric cars. Well, I, call the, I call it the state of our misery address. Right, right. The state of what did he say address? But the fact of the matter is, the you know, they called for these electric cars and the car batteries. And the, listen, this goes back hey, to the guess Kyoto what? We, Protocols. We, we, don't make, we don't make the batteries in the United States or Canada. That's we right. don't have the resources. We've yeah. got to go to Russia and China to get our stuff to make batteries or go to some country in Africa. Africa, which is already in the Russian sphere sure. or the Chinese sphere, don't yep. don't fool yourself. We're and, not going to. We're not. You know, 3M, Minnesota Mining and Manufacturing. You know, it ain't coming back yes, like like exactly. it once was. We're not That's going right. to the Iron Range to get you know titanium and, and anything else that we need to build this stuff. Well, as depressing as it is, you know, this is the agenda. It is in order for a world government to come into existence, which clearly they're doing, uh, it, you have to get rid of the United States. We cannot be the world power anymore. They're done with us. In other We're words. Already, we, any, listen, I, I'm, I'm a, how do I put it, <clears throat> conservative, uh, church going, uh, whatever you want to call it, you know, the epitome of the flag-waving American, you know, apple pie, mother, and the whole nine yards. But I recognize a reality, a biblical reality, that this, for this country, was doomed to end because of our own sin against God. Yep. He's, you know, we, we know God has deplatformed us as a nation. I agree. And I, I think God is deplatforming what was once the greatest power for a reign of time and a beacon of freedom. And starting after 1989, it's been on a steady decline to get us out of that position. Sure. And, and I mean, not that we were always perfect. Trust <clears throat> me, we were not. Uh, we can look over 100 and some odd years of history prior to 1980 that proved that we were not always a good and godly people. But... But we were one of the most blessed nations upon the face of the earth. And once we turned our back as a government on God, 
God's hand of protection is being lifted. The blessings are vanishing. And Christians are going to have to begin to think in terms of community. Yep. Yeah. Well, it goes all the way back. Goes all the way back, and even implementing in late '90s the Kyoto Protocols, which were dealing with climate, supposed future climate change, and all of that, and the green uh, greenhouse effect. When you look at what they were saying back then, they were saying every nation, you know, we've got to stop travel. We've got to stop all this uh, airplanes. We've got to stop cars. Unless you're John Kerry, then you can fly in a private plane anywhere you you want to go. I had somebody make a comment saying, well, there's something good about this whole war. It's going to get all those SUV gas guzzlers having to think twice about filling up. And I said, I said, you are the perfect what Stalin called useful idiot. And I said, I don't mean to insult you, but I want you to back up one step. We have the ability of creating that energy, also knowing that a day will come as science advances. We're not going to need that kind of energy. I mean, science progresses at the pace that it can. You can't force it. And then people don't understand that little concept. And and I said, so all those people that are screaming, you know, Green New Deal for you, but not for me, like the John Kerry's. I said, so the rich elites and the Bill Gates and everybody else can fly their planes, have their yachts, and you're going to be sitting on food on government gas rationing coupons. I said, you are the perfect, useful idiot to this government. Be proud of yourself and wear that honor. And, And he doesn't get it. Well, you look at it, right? The Kyoto Protocols, honestly, were discussing uh, having the majority of people in the world use bicycles yep. to travel like China. Or right? feet. So, yeah. So, could, so being able to travel far is not the issue anymore. They don't want you to. And that's when you have these batteries in cars. You're not going to be able to drive far like you did on, on a full tank of gas. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to recharge if there's a recharging station. Do you think they're going to put a recharging outlet in the Rockies? Do you think they're going to put it out in the middle of the desert in, in California or Arizona? Not many. I can tell you that now. This is to keep us in a certain radius of travel and ultimately towards smart cities where we're watched and recorded and controlled and all of those things that we've talked about in, in the past. That's part of the Great Reset. So you think you're saving the environment. Everything that is being done to supposedly save the environment is to enslave you, I'm sorry to say. Hey, Dr. Gales, we need to take a quick break. And and I want to pick up on a couple of other news stories and thoughts that I think are being missed by, by most of the media. And a lot of people are just so focused on whatever the media feeds them today they, they can't think a lot of stuff through. Don't feel bad. It's hard to keep up, and I do the best that I can to help you keep up. Do you believe in our ministry here and the work we're trying to do? And there's a lot I'll be sharing later this week. Just God is laying so much on my heart, and I want to share it with you. But if you believe in keeping us on international shortwave and on radio, would you consider making a gift payable to Ancient Word Radio? Ancient Word Radio, and our mailing address is Truth to Ponder. That is Truth to Ponder, 5753, 5753, Highway 85 North. That's 5753, Highway 85 North, 
And we have a secure box number, number 3248. That's number 3248. 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. And we are in Crestview, Crestview, Florida. And the zip code is 32536. That's Crestview, Florida. And the zip code 32536. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. The Supernatural Date Code. Coming up, Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. I once typed a memo to one of my staff workers and I gave it to her on computer and she was only able to get it We'll get to it about a week later. She was amazed because the date on the memo was the very date she decided to open up that thing a week later. She was in awe. She thought it was by the power of the spirit. I foreknew the exact date she would open up the document. Well, it wasn't by any supernatural power. It was simply the date code. When I dated the letter, I used the date code. The date code continually changes, updates itself every day. So whenever you open the document, the date will be for that day. I explained it to her and her wonder faded away. But you know, there's a secret here that can change your life. See, the Bible has a date code. You won't see it pop up in the text, but it's there. The Bible was written thousands of years ago, but it has a supernatural date code. That is, every time you open up the Bible, you're not reading a word for two or 3,000 years ago. You're reading a word that is dated for today. The word of God is alive. It's newer than today's news. God's word is dated for today, not even yesterday. The word you got yesterday, if you look at it today, it's not dated for yesterday, it's dated for today now. The word you got this morning, if you look at it tonight, you'll find it's not dated for this morning anymore, it's dated for tonight, the moment you receive it. Receive the word in a new way, as if every word were dated for today, to be received fresh, to be put into effect fresh, to be applied today, to be obeyed, followed, believed, and walked in today. Open up the Bible today and see in the spirit the fresh living word God has for you right now, specifically for this day. It can change your life when you discover it that every scripture contains within it, the moment you receive it, a supernatural date code. Want more? Ask for Gumby's Secret. Now, what if you could receive daily vitamins guaranteed to strengthen your spiritual walk with God? Uh, well, you can. A free subscription to Sapphire's daily spiritual vitamins for a victorious walk with God, updates on Israel prophecy, and the incredible mystery of the temple doors. You'll love it all free. How do you get it? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. To receive your free gifts, you will be blessed, but call now 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now, you can actually spread salvation around the world for very very little through shortwave radio from the Arctic Circle to Israel. It's amazing. It's like sending a billion tracks around the world. How? Well, just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. It's amazing. You can blanket the earth the farthest way you'll ever spread the gospel. To be part, just call Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or you can write me direct. Here's how. Just write to the nice Jewish boy at box 1111 Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's a nice Jewish boy, box 1111 Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, receive the word today, my friend, fresh. Shalom Alechem, peace be to you, my friend and Messiah, Yeshua Tenu, our salvation. is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of the Tuesday edition of Truth to Ponder. I'm your host, Bob Bierman. I've been reading some stories, and you may have seen this before. If you haven't, you need to. Mark Zuckerberg, he talks about what he calls his metaverse. 
This is going to be the alternate reality where instead of going to work, you put on your goggles and and you're in this virtual world. And Mark Zuckerberg and all the elites are saying, we're going to cure all disease in this alternate reality. You will never be sick again. This sounds like an incredible science fiction project. And so Dr. Gales, when they're talking about curing all disease in the metaverse, what is the first thing that comes that comes to your mind? Well, the elite want to get rid of a disease. <clears throat> they're not talking COVID. We're thinking things like viruses. To them, we are the disease. So the metaverse is a way of getting rid of us, but controlling us until that point is reached. Mm-hmm. So they're getting rid of us through the shots, through these these uh, lockdowns and everything, and through war. That will get rid of a certain amount of people and then hunger. But once they have you in the metaverse, I mean, understand what was said about the metaverse, that you will leave reality. Not part of reality or two hours of reality. No, or you're, a you're, bit of, you're, you're gone. Totally, totally. You are going to be removed. You, you'll never have to leave your <laughs> – your right. uh, you, little your cubicle again that you know that right. Klaus Schwab will give you. You'll, oh, you won't even own it. That's uh, right. Klaus Schwab will own your goggles and your headphones and sure. and and your little tiny space that you are connected digitally to this alternate reality. That's right. And you'll starve and be malnourished and you'll die and they'll take you away and that'll be that. You're out of the metaverse. You're gone. And in reality, you're dead. And that'll be happening over and over. Mm-hmm. So it's it's pure control. It's something out of sci-fi that you probably can't even believe it really exists and would happen. But they're saying it. They're They're creating it. They're saying it. They're slowly inculcating people into it through the phones and through um, all of these different oh, let me tell you. Let me tell you something. And I get people mad at me whenever I say this uh, in any kind of a social media site or even in person. I, I have said one, one of the greatest dangers that we ever faced, and I saw the transition from the 1980s to the late 1990s. Video games in the 1980s were pretty benign because they were cartoonish. They, they, had, they were not real. You know, you're, you're looking at Mario running up and down, you know, with a cartoon barrel being thrown at him. It's, like, it's kind of like watching a Bugs Bunny cartoon. And it was fun. But then the game started becoming more real and the video and the graphics more intense, the audio more surrounding, not just some little yeah. tiny speaker in the back of, a, of an arcade game. Right. And, and people started moving gently, some people more than others who are more susceptible, the outcast. Uh, look at Columbine. Every one of those involved in Columbine back in 1999 were into yep. the newest form of high-definition <clears throat> video games. Right. And they and they were and they they couldn't get enough thrill any longer. And and I realized then that for many people, for many people, these video games could become an addiction. I know I know too many people, way too many that spend way too many hours in that that alternate reality of a video game. Now, people that are older and only use so many hours, you know, they they can differentiate the line between reality and. And being in this, you know, alternate reality. But younger kids that you're starting out in the high chair with the phone, you're getting them your old phone and they're sitting there just glued to it. 
And yep. then you're, you're happy to get them an Xbox or, or, or the PlayStation, whatever the device of the day is. I don't even pay attention. Yeah, and we, for, we and started for off. And for hours at a time, they're in their rooms, like for two, three, five, eight hours all night. And, yep. and now they're connected online playing with people they've never met. Yep. And, and they're in there with their alternate reality. It's going to be one step for them to leave this world and enter the metaverse. Just one simple step. And many are already prepared for it because they do not socialize. They do not meet with real people. They're afraid to meet with real people. They're afraid to take on the real challenges of life. And this is going to be so appealing for those that don't want to have any responsibility. Yeah, this is all planned that way. It's just like what you said, right? So they're going to slip right into it. Their whole social life, everything about their world is in that video game or in the on, online, right? So mm -hmm. this is exactly what they're doing purposely in order to merge man with machine. Um, and, and as Schwab said, you're going to not only merge man with machine, he goes, and it's not even a question of conforming your behavior. You're not going to change outwardly. You're going to change inwardly through gene editing, which they're doing with these shots now, which, DNA changers. You know, yeah, and a lot of people, remember when, if you said that a year ago on Facebook, that was misinformation and COVID, yes. and, and they'd be all over you. Yep. And now we're finding out that some of these uh, spike proteins begin to alternate, uh, alternate, you know, through the reverse transcriptase, which I said on your yeah, show probably a year ago. A year ago, and, and it's we're discovering it in the liver. Yeah, and that's well, where it's be and other yeah. places, I'm sure. But yeah, we know that. McCullough came out. Doctor McCullough came out, and he said, "You know, you've got now um, coroners around the around the country who are coming out and saying these spike proteins and everything. They're finding them." in every part of the body, the yep. brain, the livers, the everywhere. Now, well, speaking speaking of spike proteins, I'm glad you said that. And I'm sure that you've read this story too. And a lot of our listeners don't know this one. Uh, somebody pointed out something that there was a patent that goes back to 2018 or early 2019. 2017. Oh, 17. Yeah, okay. Yeah, um, that's right. Before it appeared, that's yep. Moderna. Yep. And they, they have a patent for a sequence for a virus. You got now, it. Now, why would they have a patent for a virus sequence? Now, mathematically speaking, the estimates run that the odds of it, that by, not, yeah, by the year to, uh, 2019, you know, from the time they patented this thing in 2017, by the time 2019 hit, the odds of this magically appearing in a bat at a uh, wet market, meat market in Wuhan, at minimum was basically one in three trillion with a T. One yep. in three trillion. And probably more like one in infinity. Uh, but they're just saying, as far as their mathematics can discern, one in three trillion with a T, not a D, not a B, not a M, a T as in trillion. And yep. so one in three trillion chance that this virus would somehow <clears throat> appear in nation in nature and become a worldwide pandemic. Yeah. Who'd have thunk it? And who held the patent? 
Yep. Well, this was Moderna, without a doubt. And Moderna, it was a, a SARS-CoV-2 virus with mm -hmm. a genetic insert. And it was so obvious once you saw it that this genetic insert could not be natural. It could not come from nature. That's the, the chance, percent chance, right, that mm -hmm. it would come from nature. So it was clearly created. It was clearly patented. We have that now. Um, what what do you what do we think this was for? Well, I'll tell you, there are two things it was for. Number one, <clears throat> Moderna founded in two thousand eleven, if I'm not mistaken, somewhere around there, has never had a product that went to market. Never. All right. they've been doing is living off new investor money. It's almost like a pyramid scheme. And you know, you had uh, Stefan Banchel or Banchel, however he pronounces his name, running around there raising money on Wall Street and all the international markets. And they were building all these beautiful buildings and all these wonderful office facilities and desks and web pages and all that you get to go with it. And still no product going to market, but promises that we're going to cure cancer. Promises we're going to have what you noted on their website a year ago. This is like software uploading yep. to your body, software sure. to modify. Gene they, 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 they don't talk about that now, but they certainly did then yep. as they were marketing. Because yeah. they still had it up on their on their site. Yeah. You, you know, even in the patent, okay, what you're seeing, they, they found a specific sequence of the MSH3 mutation, which, by the way, that means it's an added cancer gene. Mm -hmm. So that cancer gene was added on purpose for supposedly production of oncology-related things. But ultimately, this was no accident. It was put in there on purpose, just as HIV genes were edited in. And they're talking about HIV-1. So you got cancer editing. We, we now have vaccine-induced we have, we have vaccine AIDS yes. now. Well, go ahead and go ahead and type in HIV vaccines and you're going to see Moderna, Pfizer, all of them are in the final trials of HIV vaccines. You know, they knew a couple years ago, smart them, that this would be necessary in the future. I wonder how that could have been. Well, here they have vaccines for HIV and you've got you've got Fauci saying, well, you know, the mRNA has given us the possibility of making this now after mm -hmm. he tried for 40 years and couldn't. What he did is he was funded very well to create something that could be put in a shot to be given to human beings to wipe out two thirds of people. Yep. And that's what he's done. And whether he realizes he's done it or not, I mean, he may, may I, I, I'm not going to say that he does or doesn't, but I'm, I'm going to say that he doesn't let on to all that he knows. I think uh, that he, of course not. I, 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 he's look, seventy-five years to release Pfizer information, and and I think the one thing that uh, Pfizer never expected was a judge to deny them. And I'm sure that a lot of it's very redacted. A lot of it is very selective. But what little is coming out is frightening. Absolutely frightening. It is frightening. And most people aren't putting it together and, and, like and, you and, and I did. And this, is the, and this is the stuff they're letting us know. I mean, they're That's trying, right. I mean, they're, they're not even doing it in sequence. They're doing it like a little, okay, we'll give this little bit out here. You know, it only has 1,291 side effects. Well, that's right. Pages and pages of it. But this is the stuff you and I talked mm -hmm. about. We're putting together a while ago, and we were saying it changes the DNA. It goes into the DNA. Well, now these patents, this one in particular, is showing us that the DNA repair gene, they're saying 
you know, they actually can cause endometrial cancers or tumors in mm-hmm. the uterus and other places. And and they're saying, you know, when the gene fails to correct this error, these things could occur in the DNA. Really? Wow. Yeah. I didn't know anything could get into the DNA. It does. You bet the genetic code. You know, we, we've talked about this at length when it comes to these vaccines. Um the push for the boosters because they wane in effectiveness. In other words, I, th- I also think they, they wane in lethality over time. Yeah. Um, they, they'll damage some people permanently. They will not damage everybody permanently. They'll cause some damage that may, and notice I'm saying may be recovered. But if you keep taking this stuff and you keep weakening the immune system, so let's say you're a healthy person in your 20s and the average person that took this vaccine in their 20s may have compromised 10 to 20% of their immune system and didn't know or didn't care uh, because they overall were still healthy. Those that were more susceptible to heart disease, notice we, in two years' time, if you're in a grocery store and somebody has a slight case of the sniffles, we run in fear looking for face shields, face diapers, and Lysol. You know, you're going to kill me. Are you vaccinated? You know, I mean, I I know people that are like, someone mentioned that they had a fever. Now, this is a person that already had COVID once. Right. Oh, no, you must go away because you give us all COVID. You have, you have, you have, you have fever. And it's like, come on. You know, we, we have, we have made people a, a mild fever, you know, caused by, even a sprained ankle is now going to kill people with COVID um, and all the things that go with it. Yet we've normalized sudden deaths in young people on a soccer field. Oh, that's okay. That's normal. We're normalizing, as you said last week, uh, young kids in the fifth grade having heart attacks and strokes. I mean, that's normal. But, you know, but the sniffles is you're going to kill us with COVID. We have brainwashed uh, about more than half of our society, about half of the society is now brainwashed to be afraid of COVID for the rest of their lives. This is going to be like a traumatic effect, like almost crashing in an airplane and never flying again. Sure. And not only are they afraid of COVID, it's going to continue because of the spike protein everybody has in them from mm-hmm. the shot. And just as I said, you know, with with this patent, the MSH3 uh, mutation, which hinders the DNA repair network and causes cancer, so does the spike protein. SARS-CoV-2 spike protein impairs the DNA damage repair inhibitors. So the the repair inhibitors that go to to help the damage of a DNA are now put in check by the spike proteins. And so it allows more uh, deformation of the DNA. You got it. And that's they're both put in there and they both hinder the repair so that you get cancer. Now, could that be an accident? I mean, we do trust in science, don't we? Yeah, political science. Yeah, right. It's called faux science. Um, science here, that scientism, rather. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we're seeing is we're seeing these things happening. Uh, as I said before, I looked again this week, uh, just my county, with people who have died. And the amount of young people in their 20s and 30s who've died suddenly – with no other explanation, suddenly. suddenly. Not like a suicide here and there. That can happen. Car wreck. Happen. But yeah, 12-year-old dies suddenly on the bus going to school. Um, you know, they're just dying suddenly all over the place. Young people 
And we, we, we've normalized that. Well, yes. And when we when I told you a long time ago, they had a lenti virus that was put in these shots. Lenti meaning time release, right? Slow action. Mm-hmm. That's precisely what is happening. That is what you're seeing now. So when people die suddenly on the field, you know, in the office, at home, in the sleep, nobody's going to know or put two and two together. The media doesn't make a big deal out of it. Don't even mention it unless it was on TV and it was the broadcaster who dropped dead. But other than that, and they, they try to cover that up too. Like we never do. They had such a history in their family of right, of, of right. dropping dead. Right. And meanwhile, this is happening all over the place. You are seeing the depopulation agenda unfolding before your eyes. Well, there's one thing that, and you said it, and I have looked at this about 10 different ways to Sunday, that the places with the highest number, you know, rates of vaccinations among all age groups and those that have already jumped into the booster regime like Israel and other nations— they have the highest rates of these unexplained people dropping dead in the middle of just doing normal everyday life in their yep. 30s and 40s. Yeah. Unprecedented. It is. It is. And it can only come to one. What, what but it's normal. Changed? But it's normal. Well, here's science. Science says, well, what has changed recently? What what factor can we add? Has must been be added it's recently? climate change, <laughs> right? It must be climate change. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's it's I'm serious. The shots, folks. It's called the shots. Well, yeah, but climate, climate change, change. Will sweep up. Climate change is there to do the mop up organ. Uh, job that's what climate change is there for they're going to come in and use that to oppress those who are left and put you in your little cubicle with the metaverse before we run out of time for today and i'm going to have you come back a little later this week we have i got too many topics we did we'll never get to but i was thinking the other day you know the green new deal you know the green raw deal the green whatever deal Mm -hmm. stage one shut off our ability to make energy which we did we, I mean, we did that first class. Stage number two, you know, uh, make our currency worthless by printing up too much of it, which we did in mm-hmm. the last couple of years. Um, destroy the incentive for people to work, which we've done beautifully the last couple of years. Uh, make transportation more expensive by making certain products that create these vehicles uh, harder and harder to get. Supply chain issues, you know, you know the whole, you know the whole list. And so here we are. Uh, We have destroyed our ability to make energy, and we've made ourselves dependent on the Middle East, on Russia, and guess who else we're going to be dependent on in the not-too-distant future? Iran. (laughs) We're we're going to cut it. We're going to we're going to re. We're going to go back to the John Kerry, I fly in my private plane to tell you you can't uh, carry the most duplicitous. Uh, the most, one of the most despicable people that ever walked around the United States Senate. The man is the total reprobate, and he's trying to cut a deal to ensure that Iran will get their nuclear weapon, uh, though he'll tell us they won't, but they will get a nuclear weapon. And, and, and I want to close on this note today. What do you think is going to happen the day that Iran has successfully know they they've got a little bit of an arsenal. What what's going to happen in this world? You know, there's always going to be a boogeyman. My question about Iran and whether they're truly going to be the boogeyman is what happened in the in the Iranian Revolution and when we put an imposter Khomeini in there. Mm-hmm. Do you think that has changed? 
do you think we gave up Iran and now it's the big boogeyman that we don't control? I Hard don't to say. So. I don't think so. But I, but I think you've got mm-hmm. enough people in that country that are that are looking for the caliphate, which is predicted within their uh, their brand of being Islamic. In, in yeah, their, there is that. And then so they can rely on them for their support. Yeah, there's an Islamic eschatology that has that philosophy, uh, and I agree with that. I think that's more infighting among themselves. Mm-hmm. What I don't see is them being the next. You know, I, I hear, oh, the the Antichrist is going to be a Muslim, and it's going to be all from from Islam. And I've heard it'll be a Jesuit. And I've heard it'll be this. Yeah, and I've heard. And I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, don't I, know. I just that. don't know. I I can't answer that. And I've got a lot of people that we, we try to discuss theology, and, and it's it's hard to do because I think there's a lot designed that we do not know. And well, Scripture implies to us, at least, he's going to be a Jew, and he's going to come from the tribe of Dan, but mm-hmm. he's not going to be a worshiping Jew. He's he's just going to be a secular one, but that will be his lineage. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be the bloodline, and that's about that's it. That's right. The bloodline, right. and and so we're we see that, but Iran, I don't know. I don't see Iran as the big boogeyman yet. They tried to play that card a number of years ago. They they keep it there on the side, just like North Korea. Um, these are their Trump cards. Not Donald Trump. I know. <laughs> the Trump we understand. Um, but these are the Trump cards, and that's exactly what they're going to utilize. Look, they have a table full of uh, full of. Trump cards that they can use if they need to, if they're necessary. Or up this their sleeve not, anyway. Well, you, you know, you talk about the Green New Deal. The Green New Deal is going to eliminate affordable energy. It's going to eliminate nuclear energy. It's going to eliminate 99% of the cars, which we're already seeing. It's going to gut and rebuild every building in America. But what is it going to be rebuilt into? Ask yourself that. It's going to eliminate air travel, which they've already started to do. It's going to guarantee government jobs yeah right and you know education for life in their ideology a salubrious diet of whatever they feel is healthy for you like bugs Uh, look do you catch what i'm saying to you this is controlled it's going to ban meat entirely um i don't see anything different here in communism do you the Green New Deal is communism. The, the What we're seeing, the Great Reset, is communism. All of it's coming faster than you can imagine. Okay? It is coming. And my question is, do you see it, number one, and what are you doing about it? And Dr. Gales, we're going to have to stop here for today. We're running out of time quite quickly. I'm going to ask you to come back later this week, perhaps on, on Thursday. We have... So much to discuss in this very turbulent, very turbulent time. So much information out there, hard to digest. And and understand, even some of your trusted media can't discern all this. It takes really having the Holy Spirit in your life to discern. Do you believe in the work that we're doing here at Truth to Ponder? If you do, would you consider supporting us financially to keep us on shortwave? If you can, make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio. That's Ancient Word Radio. And mail it to Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248, number 3248 in Crestview, Crestview, Florida, 32536. Crestview, Florida, the zip code 32536. You can find out more at the website, 
This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.